Edge Hole Hockey. This is Chris and today's co-host, Steve. How's it going, hockey fans? And you know us, we're just a couple of goalies that have taken one too many pucks at a head and do not claim to be hockey experts, but simply overzealous hockey fans that love to play, watch, read, and talk about hockey. We mostly cover the NHL, but we'll also discuss other happenings around the hockey world. So be sure to subscribe to this channel and follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter to let us know what you think. Also, be sure to comment and share any hockey news, highlights, or videos we should cover in an upcoming podcast. Dell, uh, out of Germany, I think they are making the announcement tomorrow of if and how the season in Germany is starting. I saw that on, on Kolner's page. And, you know, we'll, we'll see where that goes. But again, COVID's affecting, you know, leagues around the world. And I actually wanted to highlight as well, like, uh, the Florida Panthers have hired uh, Brett Peterson as the first ever black assistant GM. So pretty big news coming out of the NHL right there. And I haven't seen this story anywhere. Like I I caught it one little small spot. I, I'm not seeing it anywhere. I mean, have you even heard about it, Steve? No, I heard about it a few times. Um, okay. It popped, it popped through Facebook, um, Twitter. Um, so I've seen it pop up. So, yeah, it, it it's out there. That's good. And, that's good. It needs watching, to be out there. And I, you know, congratulations I, to the Florida Panthers and Brett. You know, big step. You know, big steps being made here to you know become a more inclusive and visibly inclusive league. NHL, you know, National Women's Hockey League. Let's uh, let's pump some money there. You know, I think that these are big things, big steps that are going to help you know the diversity of hockey and and improve the sport and improve the visibility of the sport. Yeah. Yep. Agreed, my friend. Now, let's get on to evaluating teams. What do you think oh, about be- that? Before we evaluate teams, oh. I also got to say um, <laughs> that I, I'm really hoping that, you know, Mrs. Holpe has managed to free her husband and, and the tortoises. Uh, so earlier today, uh, I think her name's Brandy. I think that is Braden Holpe's wife. Sent a message out on Twitter, seeing if anybody, you know, could help in their in their scenario that they were facing here. Because, you know, they're they're stuck, I guess, uh, with a couple turtles here in the U.S. And, and no one was responding like 20 or 30 minutes into the tweet. So I'm like, well, I have hookups. So I reached out to Brandy and she doesn't have any private messaging. So Brandy, I'm, I'm pretty sure that's been turned off for a reason, uh, you know. But so I had a tweet back, you know, if they'd submitted the paperwork that they needed to submit. Uh, and she responded back that they had done the paperwork to get the turtles into Canada. But they hadn't done the paper. I guess there was paperwork they needed to get the turtles out of the United States. Um, and so I from my assumption with the tweets, her and the kids were able to go to Canada. But Braden is stuck in the United States with a couple turtles. Um, so <laughs> that tweet has been getting a lot of attention on Twitter. Uh, but I'm hoping that Braden and his turtles, um, I, I tried to help where I could, uh, Braden um, and Brandy, uh, but it didn't look like, uh, you've got some great sources actually that jumped in uh, a couple hours after me that have way better connections in the U.S. government to help you with your turtle situation. So I'm hoping that that gets sorted out. And Braden, if you're listening to this, Big fan. Love your pads. If you got some spares, I'm here, brother. Hit me a private message. Mine's not turned off. But, you know, I tried to help out where I could there. I've got some hookups, but uh, it looks like other people chimed in to have bigger hookups than 
I. So without further ado, we're going to be judging his team here in this uh, in this in this podcast, and but we're going to start with the Ducks. Quack quack. The Anaheim Ducks. Steve, mean you aren't cap friendly. What do you think the Quackers can do? I need to look into their backup goalie situation because for this team to be successful, they cannot just simply rely. They don't even have a guy as a backup right now. Well, that's what I'm trying to see is who is in their depth charts. I'm going to go to NHL.com right now and see who's actually in their depth charts. You know, like, and, honestly, if I'm then, I'm re-signing Ryan Miller. <laughs> what? <laughs> why are you laughing? No, I'm laughing right now. I'm like, yeah, they should, but why isn't Miller signed, right? So it's a question, Mike. Why isn't he signed? So he didn't have a bad season with them, but I'm just wondering if I'd they had... I'd rather have Ryan Miller than either Hutton or Omar. Well, no, well yeah, no kidding. Fowler's good defense, is a good defenseman. Lindholm, solid. Shattenkirk, you know, he was sort of hit and miss with the Rangers, but found his groove back with the Stanley Cup champs. Um, yep. Man's pretty solid. Uh, I'm not really okay. So Jacob Larson looks like he's a COVID loan right now, but I'm um, not really familiar with Jacob Larson or Kieran. But I'm, I'm familiar with Manson and Jews. They look like they've got a pretty solid defense and a relatively inexpensive one right now. Right? Yeah, Fowler's up there in price, but you know I remember that the Habs were really looking after looking to get Fowler. You know, I, I, they were really, really looking to get them, right? You know, so he's a good defenseman. The next one down is Lindholm, decent player. Then Manson at $4 million, right? Then Shattenkirk at $4 million. So it's pretty hefty on their top four. Yeah. But down the, down the rest of it, that's affordable. So defensively, they with did that pretty goal- good. I think in terms of their contracts, it's. They're, I think they're spending a reasonable amount oh, of money. Oh, dude, defense. you know who? So hold on, defensively, you know who they should go for as their backup goalie? I'd go for Craig Anderson. I'd resign Ryan Miller, but I like Ryan Miller uh, and Craig Anderson, both American goalies. Um, yeah, but, but, you, but you got him. Miller's this, already there. Yeah, but there's a reason why he's not signed, right? So there's got to be a reason. So either they've got a goalie in the minors that I don't know about that they're bringing up, that they're planning to bring up, or. They may be waiting to sign one of these other players, right? So, so if I'm looking at this list, like Miller played, and how much do they these guys have in cap space? What do they oh, have? They should have a lot. And like Stolarz is only seven hundred fifty thousand dollars contract. That's like league minimum right now, if I'm right. No, right now, right now, dude, they've got zero in cap space. That's part of the problem. Projected oh cap yeah, space yeah is zero dollars. So, okay, the problem with this team right now: goal scoring, yeah. goal scoring, goal scoring, goal scoring, offense. So. Raquel, decent. David Backus, uh, way past his prime. Well, what's so, Getzlaff's score last year? Uh, you have to look up individual totals. So that's why I got NHL.com. Well, this is the last year of his contract. So this could be the year where I think the Anaheim Ducks would purge after Getzlaff. I wouldn't resign him unless it's to a really affordable contract. Well, that's it. Like, if you're going to sign, like, he's been a good leader. Like, they have to choose between, um, you know, they had to choose between him and, uh, uh, Corey Perry, right. you know, so I think they made the right move because Getzlav's bigger, more physical, I think brings more to the table. And that's not a knock against Perry, who has won at every single level and showed again in this last playoffs that he could still bring his game, right? So Getzlav ended up, let's see here. Let's see what his stats were from last year. NHL. Yeah, because while you, while you look up guess last stats, Ooh, um, they're 13 goals, 29 assists. That's so, not $8.25 million. <laughs> not anymore, but if you look at the, yeah. 
It's not bad, and that's on a week. That's on a week team. That's pretty. So that's what I'm saying is. So here's where you're gonna get perspective. But you don't hear right? about it. Maybe it's because you know it well, sounded dumb. Yeah, but let's be honest. Okay, you don't. Okay, so, 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 I'll throw this out there for Canadians. When I first moved to Arizona, with the biased Canadian media and everything else, I was the arrogant Canadian know-it-all hockey guy that came to Arizona. Now, some of the minor hockey league stuff that was going on, like the very, very lower levels of hockey, yeah, it, it needed to ramp up. They needed they needed the Coyote influence to get some better stuff in there. But then the more I got to know the community through high school hockey. These guys were taking their, a lot of them were taking their jobs seriously, wanting to train them, going to all the USA hockey things to get their advanced certifications. And the Coyotes were starting to get way more active in the community, right? So it's being built up here. And when I started talking to hockey people here, I was like, okay, they get the game. And when I got here, remember 2008, the attendance in Arizona was atrocious. Gretzky was the coach. So we were going to games more for Gretzky because we weren't going for good hockey. But then we watched the evolution of the team. And then you've got to meet players like Shane Doan, again, great, great human being, good hockey player, you know, and you got to know the guys in the team. And then it always had that drama surrounding the team, so it was really aggravating. But then it was also got you more wrath of the team because you wanted to watch them stay, and they started to win games, right? Then they started getting exciting. And then they made that risk of the team that signed Mike Smith, right? Dave Tippett said, I've played with this guy before. You know, he's a good athlete because they played with him in Dallas. Bring him back. Right. And Smitty was one of the bigger pieces that helped get that team into the conference finals, right? So, um, so yeah, there was that arrogant Canadian view about hockey. But it still happens in Canada where these teams don't get exposure. And some of it does have to do with time zone because, hell, dude, like, I don't. If I was on, on the East Coast, I don't want to watch a game that's starting at 10 p.m. my time. I'm with you there. So some of it is that you know the Canadian news media. Because I'll be honest with you, Canadian news media drives me nuts because TSN and Sportsnet are 100% leaves all the freaking time. It's oh, annoying. 100%. Dude, it was hard for an American living there for four years. <laughs> I, I, I don't want to hear it anymore. Shut up. You know, just talk unbiasedly about it because even during the, the you know, the NHL that's frenzy. Oh, let's talk about Joe Thornton signing with the Leafs. Oh, let's talk about who cares. Dude, can we get into this again? Okay, so the Russian machine on Twitter posted this thing about why Sidney Crosby is the best player since Wayne Gretzky. And I wanted to vomit. Sidney Crosby, I will give you the fact that Sidney Crosby is one of the best NHL players of all time. I'm not arguing that, Penguins fans. I'm not. But he's not. Guarantee you, not better than Alexander Ovechkin. Alexander Ovechkin is a uh, real captain. No, he's not, man. And I, w- I can't wait to get into this with you in future oh, podcasts. Get, 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 do it on the future podcast. But let's uh, – more cups, gold, Sidney Crosby's – Sidney Crosby – had more cups because Sidney Crosby played a team game and a better all-around game his entire career. Ovechkin was easy to defend against because Ovechkin was a single-minded player the majority of his career. And now the Islanders' biggest mistake was letting their coach go. The first guy that really got it to sink into Ovi, you buy into the team concept, you buy into the all-around game, and that's how you'll get a cup. If it was not for that coach, Obi did not get a cup. So we'll have the discussion later. Let's get back to these Anaheim Ducks. So um, 
it's just offense they need, right? So yeah, they definitely need offense. I'm looking at their offense, and they they need help. That's where that's where like they got Gibson. They need a decent backup. Obviously, they need a good decent goaltender duo. Defense, I, I'm not really making any changes on their defense, but uh, offensively, leave yeah, leave it be. And then like we said about goaltending, they just need somebody who can take the load off of Gibson because before he burns out, you know, or gets an injury. If he gets injured, you guys are done. You guys are done. And he's a really good goalie. I would put him in the top five of the NHL without any issues whatsoever. But they need to get some goal scoring. But their, their, their cap is tied up. What is Gibson's salary? Because he's earning it. I want to see what it is. But if it's not way up uh, there. John Gibson is six getting point, paid six, yeah, 6. 6. 4. $6.4 million for wow, a minute. Yeah, for a long time. So that's their good status right there. So they know what they got. That's for sure. Uh so yeah, Kessler's done. Um, Nick, I know he just had surgery, but he just needs to retire. That's too many injuries. This is one of those bizarre issues that they have, right? Like they're get Slav good, Henrik good, Silverberg good, uh, Raquel good. Going down the rest of the list, you know, players. This is not a knock on these guys. They're they're NHL players. They're it's better just, than I will ever be. Yeah, but that's the thing is they need they need more of an offensive puncher. Uh, to me, it looks like they were just trying to get bigger, bulkier, and wear you down. And they're not—they're—they're they're not the Dallas Stars as far as depth goes, right? They're just not. So, was there a California team in the playoffs this year? Um, Kings didn't make it. Ducks didn't make it. Uh, nope. Did the Sharks didn't make it either? Nope. I think this was a California list playoffs, which is pretty rare considering the talent that the Kings, Ducks, and Sharks bring to the National Hockey League. To not have a California team is stunning. But until next time, this is Pigeon Hockey. This is Chris and Steve. Have a great one, hockey fans. And we'll catch you next time.